Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, we don't have Mark Cohen here this week. It's just me, Marsha Collier. I get to totally take over the show and do whatever I want. And I was thinking of having all these different bizarre things just to freak people out. But instead, you know, I got a lot of queries on Twitter, in DM, and in open Twitter about different things because, you know, I'm on KFI, which is on the iHeartRadio network every Thursday, and you can hear that. But we have a guest this week that's absolutely amazing. He's one of my personal heroes because he's saved me from a lot of misery in my life. No, he's not a lawyer. Um, he's an ergonomics expert, and that's James Golden. Hi, James. Hey, how you doing? So before we get James into a conversation, because what James is going to be telling you about is, you know, all those little aches and pains that you feel when you're using your laptop, you're using your desktop, you're using your phone. Some of them may be because you're getting older, but a lot of them is the way you're sitting, holding your arms and everything else. So James is going to help us with that. A couple of things. I got a couple messages on Twitter about OceanGate because I've been passionately interested in this. I have no idea why. I would never go down in that little little boat thing, the submersible. There's no way I'm going to go that deep in the ocean. Um, you know, and I got one today that said, what did I think was the problem? Because I talked about this on KFI. And I really think the problem was with the carbon fiber. Uh, because when they recovered the parts from the bottom, the titanium structural rings were intact. So titanium held up, just like James Cameron said. The front viewport of the ship seems to have failed. Well, duh, when you look at the pictures, the glass is crazed, no matter how thick that glass is. And I'm going to assume it was pretty darn thick. And no large slabs of the hull seem to have been recovered. And the hull was what was made of carbon fiber. Carbon fiber is a great thing. They use it on airplanes. They use it on cars. But perhaps it's just not enough to go down to the depths of the ocean. And, and James Cameron um, well, even said people who were going down on test dives were hearing crackling of the hull. Seriously. I'm under the water and I'm hearing it crackling above my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go up, folks. I'm out of here. I'm done. Um, obviously, the CEO didn't pay attention to it. And from what I've read of people who interviewed him, he was really getting passengers on there to raise money so he could do more research. And he was warned in 2019 that this crackling that was of the carbon fiber and the glue that he used to bond it um, might be about a failure. So the, you know, it's, it was not ready for prime time. And James Cameron said after they decided that, oh, yes, it, it did implode, that he knew that on Sunday. When he heard the comms was out, he thought to himself, okay, well, they still have the transponder because there was a transponder box, even though they're not talking about it now, but they did early on. And the transponder was a sealed box 
that would have not imploded, it would have gotten thrown elsewhere and functioned, excuse me, had it not imploded. So James Cameron said, and I believe this was on Sunday, that once he heard that the transponder was not giving out a signal, that there was a a real problem, and it probably did implode. So those are my opinions on that. I just want to tell you, 4th of July is coming up. I love 4th of July. I no longer go to fireworks displays because I can't stand the smell. (laughs) But when you go to fireworks displays, you know, there's a lot of mess. And I live in Los Angeles where fireworks are illegal. Uh, But still, all of Los Angeles, uh, check on Twitter on the 4th of July and you'll see video of the helicopters taking pictures of it blowing up everywhere in the area. I've been a lot of places and I've seen some really great and intricate drone displays. Now I know there are still green problems with drones. You still have to make them. You still have to throw them away. You could maybe recycle. I don't know, but they don't blow up and they don't set your house on fire and they don't blow your hands off. So I'm thinking maybe let's move to drones Drone displays are really cool and they can be different every year and it isn't the same explosions. Just a thought. Uh, Joey Chestnut, you know he will be in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on the 4th of July. He's won almost every time. He's the only person on earth. He hasn't worked another job since 2011. He makes his entire living by competitive eating. <laughs> That's tech in itself because I totally I can't eat. And the last thing I want to mention to you before I eat more into James's time is don't forget Amazon Prime is day is coming up on the 11th and 12th. Uh, usually I kind of go, oh yeah, Amazon Prime, yeah, they're going to have a bunch of fire crap that I really don't want. But I'm looking this year and they're having pre-sales on the site and a lot of interesting things. And as an Amazon user and purportedly influencer, (laughs) uh, which I never do, but they've sent out a lot of emails getting individual sellers to promoting their merchandise and having deep sales. So I think there is a chance. You may be surprised that some of the things you're looking for, you maybe have put on your wish list or your shopping list that will go on sale. So do your homework before you click the buy now. And remember, June, July 11th and 12th. Okay, that all said, I want to introduce an incredibly old friend of mine. I think I've known him for almost 30 years, and I'll tell you why as we're talking to him. But James, James Golden, you're with Mousetrapper now. Yep. Tell everybody about yourself and who Mousetrapper is, and you were for 25 years with Contour Design where I first met you. Give us a little background. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, and I'm excited to, to be on your uh, on your, your interview here. So I started uh, with Contour Design in 1996. So I spent about 25 years there helping people that were getting injured from using a computer mouse and developing solutions to help them get more comfortable in their, in their workstation. And I left Contour in 2021 and I joined Mousetrapper and we make central pointing devices that assist with people that explain get... what contour was. So contour started developing a, a mouse solution to help people that were injured from using a mouse. 
and we developed a mouse that came in different sizes. And, and that was a good solution for intensive mouse users, people that do CAD, people that do you know graphic design. Um, however, there was a, a much better... Um, I'm showing James I'm still using a contour mouse because they came uh, in different sizes and they were correct. magical. Yes. We, we started with three sizes and then we went up to five sizes. So we had what we thought was it was a great solution to improve the posture of the hand. Right hand and left hand. Correct. So people could use, you know, right and left and vary back and forth with a form-fitted mouse to the hand. The The challenge was there were still people that were getting injured from reaching away from the body to get to the mouse. So we developed something called the roller mouse, which was a central rolling bar device. So you could control your mouse right below your space bar. You're not reaching away from the body and putting strain on your shoulder, elbow, and neck. And you can vary your posture between the hands. So maybe you could roll with one hand and quit with the other hand. And we made a lot of different iterations of the roller mouse and made a lot of changes to accommodate different people and different uh, workstations and different environments. Well, you know, I, I have to tell you that I not only use the contour mouse, and I met James uh, forever ago when he was with contour. And I said, oh, my goodness, look at this booth. And I think it was at Comdex before CES. And I said, I can't even make a fist with my hand because my mouse hand is so painful. And they had me try a contour mouse and the pain went away. So which is why I tell you, you know, we all get aches and pains. But first, you have to look at what repetitive things you are doing that may cause these different pains. So I started using that. And then I was getting the other thing that James mentioned about moving my hand to the side. So James suggested the roller mouse, which I switched to. And it's absolutely amazing. I heat my hands in front of the keyboard. There's a little pad for me to hold my hands. Is that the way I'm supposed to use it, James? Because I had never took right. I can't see, but it sounds about right. And then with my thumbs, I just roll a bar. And I can move my cursor anywhere around my screen and press to click. And that got rid of the pain in my elbow. So James has basically made me a convert to ergonomics. He's changed my life. So James, how can people, let's talk about sitting first. And and we people don't think about sitting. They say, yeah, I got to get a good chair. I got to get a cushy chair. I got to get a, a chair that feels squishy when I sit on it. Um, what can they do for comfort and productivity for long periods of sittings? And what can happen if you have a bad chair? Well, let's just start out with what you want to do if you had a good chair. And then you can kind of figure out yourself what you need to upgrade. Um, to start, you want to get a chair that adjusts so you can get your feet flat on the floor. That's step one. Then you want to sit back in the chair so you can get support from the backrest. That's step number two. You really want to have a supported lumbar support on, on the chair. Um, then you want to adjust the back angle and height of the backrest so you can get the support in your lower lumbar area. And so let's just say you did all that. Then the next thing you want to do is you want to relax your elbows at your side and your hands on your lap, right? And then lift up your hands about two or three inches, and that's where all of your work should be done, directly in front of you with your forearms more or less parallel with, with the desk. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Now, I tried 
I saw this really, really cool gaming chair. I mean, it was so cool looking. It looked like something that came off the Enterprise. And I wanted, it was a great deal. And I bought it. I brought it home. And the pain that I was feeling in my back. Now, I thought a gaming chair was something that was designed for long time sitting and gaming and, and better for you. Why didn't it work for me? Gaming chairs are designed to look cool. And you're basically sitting in a plastic bucket. You're sitting in a plastic bucket that doesn't adjust. So your body kind of conforms to the shape of the plastic bucket. So it more or less straightens out your spine that should be more curved and supported. Interesting. And what is the importance of armrests on the chair? I'm not a huge fan of armrests. I'm, I'm a bigger fan of a forearm support that can mount to a height adjustable table. Um, and I think, you know, you, you, you can't a good point there about a good adjustable ergonomic chair. I think the best thing you can get is an ergonomic chair for your workstation. And then, you know, in, in the other point you mentioned about buying this, this gaming chair that wasn't comfortable, you didn't get a chance to try it out until you got it. So if you can go to um, a furniture... Well, that's the thing about a chair or a car or a piece of software or anything. You know, they send me products to review, and until I've used them for a month or so, I'm not going to know if it blows or not. It's, that's a good point. So what you want to do is find a furniture supplier or dealer where you can go and sit in some of the chairs and sample them yourself, you know, and bring a little work and just, just sit there for a half hour or so. And adjust, after you get the, the chair adjusted comfortably for you, just see how long you can stay comfortable. Eventually, at some point, you want to maybe change your position and maybe stand so that, you know, you maybe want to get a high adjustable table as well as an ergonomic chair so you can stand up once in a while and offload some of your upper body weight onto the forearm support on the high adjustable table. Armrests themselves can be good, but a lot of times they, you, people end up anchoring their elbows in the armrests further away from their body than they should be, causing more angles in the wrist. Does that make sense? Yeah, so your upper arm should be basically parallel to your body, not reaching forward. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, I use, I bought it about the time I met you, an Aeron chair, and I went and tr sat in them, you know, like Goldilocks, and they make an A-sized chair. They make A, B, and C. They had a little one that just fit me just perfectly, and been very comfortable in it and so glad I didn't get rid of it when I tried that crazy gaming chair because the minute I started using it again, I felt my body fall into place and there was a comfort level using it with the other devices I use. So it makes perfect sense. Try out stuff before you lay down a lot of money on something and expect that if you're going to spend a lot of time sitting down while you're working, you need to spend the money on these tools because your body will thank you for it in the end. So what are some of the uh, the things you can use to transform your home workstation? Because a lot of people are working from home. I've been working from home since the 80s. I started real early with my own business. Um, what can they do to make a comfortable and ergonomic space that makes you feel good about working? So to, to get an, an ergonomic task chair is number one. So there's a couple manufacturers that I like. Office Masters, based in Southern California, very good quality chairs, reasonable prices, a little more higher end, neutral posture, body built, good quality products, adjustable. You know, you could see me right now. I have a headrest, fully adjusts. 
back support adjusts, you know, it's, it's a good quality product. Another thing you want to get is height adjustable table. You can get one for around $500. It's a great way to, to vary your posture when you're working. You don't want to sit in one static position all the time. Change your position as much as you can to try and stay healthy. Get up and stand every once in a while. Get out, take a walk, you know, just get away from being sedentary if you can. Um, Workright is a very good manufacturer. They're based in Northern California. They make very nice height adjustable tables. I've been using one of theirs for about 10 years. Concept, based in North Carolina, really good brand. It's C-O-N-S-E-T, and it's a little more reasonably priced. They're the, the brand that a lot of companies would go to um, to outfit their, their, uh, their whole um, facilities. The other thing I'd mention is maybe get an external monitor to, to get the height of your viewing angle up to your eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're hunched over a laptop all the time, that puts a lot of strain on your neck. If you can imagine your head is a, is a, is a 10-pound bowling ball, and if you're hunching forward, that's going to put like 60 pounds of strain on your neck. 60 pounds? Well, I have 60. a lot going on in my head. <laughs> I tell you. I'm really, really happy that you gave brand names. And I have to tell you, I tried something even more bizarre. I sent you a link to something called the Lean Chair, which was invented by a friend of mine who was a coder and uh, friendly. It's leanchair.com. I don't think he's selling them anymore, but there's a website. So he's still got them. I had one of the first ones off the assembly line. And you basically lean back. And it has a desk built in. It's a giant contraption. But I got to tell you, it was great. I am not a fan of standing because I tried a standing desk. Mm. Um, so I tried this. This wasn't for me either. So I'm back in, in my ergonomic chair. But there are a lot of options. And keep your eyes open. But I think this list of suppliers that you gave us is a great idea. Thank so you. when you're typing... What can you do to adjust pain? Because we end up with pain when we're typing, bad habits or whatever we do. So the first thing I say is do less typing if you can and use voice to text as much as you can and maybe do more editing instead of uh, typing. Um, the other thing you want to do is get an ergonomically shaped keyboard that reduces the stress in the hands and wrists. And there's a lot of different options to choose from. Um, you want to keep your wrist neutral. They have adjustable and non-adjustable keyboard options out there. And again, you want to find something that feels good to use. So try to simulate as much use as you can or find something that has a return policy. I mean, anything you buy on Amazon, you can return for free. Um, and if you can't get on Amazon, you can maybe go to some dealers actually have showrooms for equipment. Like in Northern California and Southern California, a lot of these furniture dealers have showrooms where you can try these higher end adjustable keyboards or non-adjustable. So the, the adjustable keyboard makers, the Kinesis and Gold Touch make some really good products. I'm a huge fan of the Gold Touch, and I've been using one. For make note of all of these folks, because James is giving you some good brand names that you can look into. So, yeah, so Kinesis and Gold Touch make the adjustable ones, like I said. So you can adjust the angle of the keys to put your wrist in more neutral position. Microsoft is discontinuing all of their hardware products. No, so, really? Because they yeah. had some good ones. They announced about 30 days ago they just want to get away from hardware. Um, Kensington Logitech make good products. I would definitely search them as for more of a fixed, reasonable, um, reasonably priced product. Yeah, they have a new slice uh, trackball that I saw that looked pretty cool. 
I'm not a trackball fan, but a lot of people are. It sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, so so if you use things like this, what are the what is what kind of damage can you do to yourself if you're not using things like this? Well, most of our customers have some kind of an issue. Um, carpal. Oh, they tunnel. come to you after the damage is done already. Typically, so what you're advising could prevent the damage. Yes, but most people aren't preventative. Usually, it takes <laughs> some kind of discomfort for them to care or to pay attention. It's human nature. Yeah, human nature. Remember, you only have one body. Take care of it. You know, if once you break it. <laughs> you break it, you bought it. This is kind of the deal. So what about uh, using a mouse? So if you're having pain when you use a mouse, it's probably related to overuse of the mouse. Um, the most inexpensive way to get comfortable is to get a mini keyboard. And that'll get the mouse closer to you so you're not reaching away from the body as much. Um, another thing you can do is maybe get multiple devices. So maybe have a mouse on the right and a mouse on the left with a mini keyboard. Maybe move with one and click with the other. It's the movement and the clicking combined with one hand that usually causes the issues that people are, are experiencing. The other thing you want to get is a good quality central pointing device like a roller bar or a control pad that Contour Design makes and Mousetrapper make. Um, they make really good quality products, and both companies have been in the business for over 20 years. Well, you know, Mousetrapper, and they're from Sweden, who you're with now, um, I saw some of their products, and I, I, like I told you, I really like to work out a product. I don't rip everything out of the box at first, and you know, I think about it first and see where it can do the best. And I've found a lot of the things from Mousetrapper can really make a difference. One of the things I really love is when I was doing Zoom calls, I used to put my laptop on top of a box <laughs> so it would be at the right height because, you know, there's always that problem that you're not looking into the camera. So you have a stand. You have a couple of other products that will work. And let's talk about those when we wrap up, okay? Okay. Let's talk about neck pain because this – this is a deal. When you're using handheld devices, even if you're looking at a laptop, how do people end up with neck pain? It's hunching over a laptop or an iPad or an iPhone. The head is about 10 pounds. Like I mentioned, imagine a bowling ball holding a bowling ball away from your body. It's going to increase the weight. So when you're hunching forward, your neck is the, the lever arm that's putting that weight far away from the muscles. So the muscles have to exert 60 pounds of force to hold the 10-pound head that's hunching forward. So it's a static strain that builds up in, in your neck, and it causes a lot of, a lot of neck issues. Um, what you really want to do is get away from those devices as much as – I know they're very convenient and everything, but uh, an iPad or a laptop or an iPhone can never really be comfortable for long periods of use because they force your body to contort to use them because you want to have your screen, you know, your eyes in one place and your hands in another place. And these devices kind of pull you in and contort your body and cause these issues. So you want to get an external keyboard. You want to limit the use of your iPads and your iPhones. And if you're using a laptop... And we'll throw in Android phones and Android tablets. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you want to limit your laptop use... Um, in its current form. If you're going to have to use a laptop a lot of time as your primary computer, get the screen up to a higher height with a laptop stand 
and get an external keyboard and an external mouse so you can at least get in a better position. Um, I'm not saying that you had to get a high-end ergonomic mouse or ergonomic keyboard to be comfortable. I mean, if you're having issues with your neck, all you got to do is get those things separated. Get the keying and mousing separated from where you're lo- your, what you're looking at. Well, you know, I hate to mention this, but some of the older products from Contour or when people upgrade their devices, they'll resell them on eBay. As you know, I wrote eBay for dummies. So I have searched the devices looking for a wireless contour small mouse. I haven't found one yet, but they're all in size large, and this is my problem. (laughs) But having devices that you can make your life better when we're all stuck in this digital world and now with AI, uh, we have to think, we hunch over, we hold our heads. None of this is any good for our bodies. And our bodies were not exactly built to be hunkered over the entire time. James, can you tell us a little bit about, before we close, what products does your company make that you, I'll tell you the the things that I really like, and I won't mention them properly, and you can go ahead and elaborate, is that stand, the remote keyboard. I think that's so cool. And of course, you know, I'm a fan of a mouse bar. So, (laughs) yeah, so the, the, the remote keyboard one you're talking about is our, our, our best product that we have available because it addresses two things. It addresses the issue of mousing. So you're not reaching away from the body and you can use a central uh, mechanical touchpad. So it's, it's basically the bottom half of a laptop. So it allows you to put your screen of your laptop somewhere else so you can read it better. Um, that's called the alpha. It's about 1.3 pounds and it's easy to travel with a laptop and all you need is a laptop stand and this alpha and you can make your laptop in a much better ergonomic. uh, And if anyone uh, you're describing this right to me because I've seen it. Can you uh, give your website because I know you have videos on the website that people can look at and see how these things work in in real real life. Mousetrapper.com. M-O-U-S-E-T-R-A-P-P-E-R.com. Got it. So, any go ahead. So the the other product that uh, you had mentioned is the roller bar device, which is which is called the Delta, and that's that's our newest product, and it's actually made out of carbon fiber, which <laughs> makes it easier to control versus the uh, the previous ones that Contour made. Contour's limitation was more or less the construction of the material of the roller bar was they chose aluminum and rubber, and basically couldn't make it any wider because it would be too heavy. And it wouldn't roll right. So they didn't think of carbon fiber and uh, the engineers at uh, Mousetrapper did. So I think they have a really good product with the Delta. Note to self, carbon fiber, good for mousing, bad for submersibles. We got that. (laughs) Anything else, James? I think we covered it all. All right. So you don't have to... what has your experience been? How have you enjoyed teaching people different ways to, to make their pain go away? I'm sure you got some satisfaction from me every time you got a call saying, you fixed me. I, I just, it's perfect. It is quite rewarding to be able to help people. And, and I didn't have to go through medical school. Uh, and this, let's talk about ergonomics as a career. Is this something people, are there ways to people get into it? What do they need to know? 
I think there's definitely a career in ergonomics. You need to get some kind of certification so people that are engaging with you know that you have some level of experience or have some sort of a background that people can relate to ergonomics like physical therapy or occupational therapy or health and safety or some some field like that. Ergonomics is usually an offshoot of something else unless someone focuses on it exclusively. Well, James, I'm so glad you came on the show because there was so much I wanted to share with people. And when I talk about it, it's just not, not quite enough. So, you know, all I can say is thank you. You can find James on uh, mousetrapper.com or on Twitter. Thank you very much. It was great having you on. This is Marsha Collier saying bye-bye from Computer and Technology Radio. Uh, I I won't be here next week, and Mark may not be either because I'm visiting family far, far away. So we're going to be off for a couple of weeks in the middle of June, but check will come up on the thing. Like, subscribe. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. <laughs>